0: Well, you guys ready to get in the word? We started a new series last week We're calling it vision purpose and faith And we talked about some things and I want to continue in this if you'll notice When we teach the word when we teach the word on trusting god we talk about You have to trust him Above everything else in your life. He's number one when we talk about hearing the word of god how you hear the word of god is god has to be first place in your life you know we know from john 17:3 that eternal life is knowing god the father and the lord jesus christ well who is the lord jesus christ he is the living word of god so we have the written word right the logos of the word and then when we take the written word and we speak it, that's the Rama word of God, it will reveal the living word. The word for the living word is Jesus, right? So then we go on and we see something that God did in Deuteronomy chapter 30 in verse 19. He said this, I've set before you life and death blessing and cursing And then he said just in case you don't know what to choose and and we can't we can't really I mean all of us could relate to that right because have you ever chosen death? But then he goes so choose life so that you and your seed can live And so then we fast forward Let's go over to second timothy chapter 3 I Just have this in my heart to just kind of set the stage for everything that we're teaching The Holy Spirit is here and he is ready He's here to guide you Through your life to ensure that you walk in Zoe life That you walk out God's plan for your life Right that you're ready for everything But this is the time this was penned almost 2,000 years ago, but this was written for our time. It says in chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, in verse 1, it says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. So this word last days is a different Greek word that was used in other places. We know the last days started when jesus came out of the grave the church age is the last days Right, but this greek word that the holy spirit had paul use is a little different It literally means in the final days So we are Not really not only a last days church We are actually a final days church and it says during these days Perilous times will come. This word perilous means dangerous, difficult, and strength-reducing days shall come. In other words, we know this is revealing to us what the enemy is doing. He's working behind the scenes. He has been stripped of all his power. He has no power over us as a Christian, right? Right? We've been given all authority over him But he will work behind the scenes in the world system. He'll use people he'll use circumstances Right, and he operates as an outlaw, which means he doesn't play by the rules Right, you've been redeemed from sickness and disease You've been redeemed from poverty and lack but man, he will try to bring that into your life illegally That's why you must know your your authority You must know how to keep him at bay right so what happens now is he's working behind the scenes to reduce strength by causing things there's dangerous and difficult things i mean we know that right in the earth right now and it's it's designed to reduce your strength so when we read that as a believer well what is our strength It's the joy of the Lord and The joy of the Lord we have joy by the answer of our mouth. So in other words It's designed to shut you up from speaking the word And get you looking at circumstances and speaking them to empower them Right, so it goes down and it says why? Why perilous times why is he able to do this? For men will be lovers of their own selves and then it lists a whole bunch of things That is a result of self-centeredness If you if you look at our society today We have unprecedented self-centeredness And and here's the thing Those of you who know God, you're born again. You're a brand new spirit. The Holy Spirit's on the inside of you, right? You're brand new. Satan can't touch your spirit. But God is saying, you have to take the word of God and renew your mind. That has to be you. Now, God's saying, I've given you the Holy Spirit to reveal the word so you can renew your mind. But you have to want it. You have to desire that. And you have to present your body a living, holy sacrifice. Why? Because our flesh, we still have, it has this mind in it. It's this nature in it, and it's self-centeredness. So in other words, lovers of their own selves, for you or I to be self-centered, all you have to do is nothing. Right? All you have to do is just live your life have God as this little area of your life that, you know, this is what I do on Sunday morning, this is maybe, you know, what I do a little bit, but not number one. And and what will happen is your flesh will start to dominate you. And you'll start to wonder, why is this stuff not working for me? Right? It goes on to say down here, it says in verse 7, that in these days there will be people That are ever learning And never able to come to the knowledge of the truth The knowledge of the truth that is literally Laying hold that greek word means to lay hold of The knowledge the full and that greek word means the full discernment of the truth in other words People are ever learning But they're never able to see the truth and that's why we're talking about vision because vision helps you see you'll never see anything on the outside of your life that you're not seeing on the inside of your life that will work for you with God that will also work in the negative way too right Satan wants to capture your imagination If you have been sick for a little while He wants to capture your imagination and make you believe that you're going to be sick forever And that there's no change the longer sickness goes the more He's trying to build that image praise god when you know him And when you put him first You could build an imagination of you being the healed because that's what the word of god will build inside of you. Amen. So this is this is a huge scripture. Now Jesus talked a little bit about a principle and I have to get into this. I believe it's in Matthew chapter 7. Let me look real quick. Matthew chapter 7. Yeah, about verse 13 jesus this is jesus talking he's saying enter you in at the straight gate so he's telling us to enter into a straight gate that's a little vague in the king james version this greek word means enter into the narrow gate okay he's saying that you have to enter into something So then he goes on, For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be which go therein. So he's saying, guys, there's a narrow gate, and and I want you to enter in this narrow gate, because, man, there's going to be a gate that's wide and broad. It's going to be the easiest thing. All you got to do to enter this gate is really nothing. But it leads to destruction. Okay? So then, let's keep going with this. Verse 14, I'm I'm sensing that hum thing again. Sorry about that, everyone. They'll, They'll get that fixed. It says, because straight or narrow is the gate... And narrow is the way now this word narrow is a different Greek word remember when Jesus was the woman with the issue of blood she came in the press behind so Jesus is walking he's coming he's going to Jairus's house and and people are thronging him that means have you ever been in a crowd and people are trying to touch him, and they're grabbing onto stuff, and, and they're, they're pressing. Have you ever been in a crowd where you're just, you're pressed? That's what this word narrow means. So narrow is the gate, and, and pressed is the way which leads to life. And again, what is the word Life. That Greek word is zoe. It's it's the very life and essence and quality of life that God has. God is saying, I want you, there's two gates. Here's the deal. Everybody's entering one gate. You're either entering the broad one or the narrow one. There's no middle ground. And the narrow gate, which leads... To zoe life remember jesus said listen the thief comes to steal kill and destroy Guess where that's at in the wide gate But i've come that you might have life zoe life. That's the narrow gate Now hear me because if you can get this you'll get everything Everything in the world will start working for you this is this is what the enemy uses in our day. In 2022, distractions. Man, you everybody's massively busy. Get ready. 2022, it started. Pretty soon, guess what? You know, I hate winter, right? I don't like it. I'm so glad in Nebraska, in, in Omaha, it's sunny a lot of times, but I don't really like it. You know, all the trees are dead, all this stuff. But so what? You blink, and guess what? It's spring. You blink again, it's summer. Blink again, it's fall. We'll uh, we'll be talking about, wow, where did 2022 go? It just goes so fast. There's an acceleration. And I'm telling you, God wants to accelerate his church. But I'm telling you, the world will accelerate you. So, so we see this. It says, so keep going with this. Keep that up on the screen for me. Verse 14. Matthew chapter 7, verse 14. It says, because straight or narrow is the gate, and narrow or the way is a press, you're going to be pressed. If you want to go through the narrow gate, it's gonna, you're going to be pressed. It's not that there's so many people that are going through, it's just crowded. No, no, no. No, you're being pressed. Remember Paul said this? This one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind me, I do what? I press forward to the high calling of Christ. That's the narrow gate. That's the narrow gate. So this is all talking about this. So let's look at this. Narrow is the way or the way The way which leads to life. The way that leads to Zoe life is a press. And it says, and few there be that find it. So I want to encourage you this year if you're you're going through the broad gate, here's the people that go through the broad gate. I'm living for me. I'm first. The people that go through the narrow gate, my eyes are on Him. Why do we have unprecedented weakness in the church? It's because of self centeredness. That's it. Why do people come even to churches like this and they're ever learning, but they never, ever can see the truth? And what, what I mean by that is, is literally apply it to their life because they live for themselves. Now, how often will you be pressed to be self-centered and live for yourself? You know, pretty much all day and all night, every day, right? First thing we're going to say when we stand before Jesus is thank goodness I got rid of that sin nature in my flesh. But I'm here to tell you what we're teaching on It'll teach you how to walk and always go through that narrow gate. That narrow gate is wonderful. What are you saying, pastor? You know, to go through the narrow gate, you have to put his word first. He has to be first place in your life. None of this stuff works because you won't ever see it if you don't if you don't put him first. I can't tell you that. See, we live in different circles. Man, there's a lot of Christians that live and go to churches that they're not really taught a lot. Right? And and a lot of times they get in a battle, they don't even know who their enemy is. They think maybe God might be making them sick or God might be doing this for a deeper purpose or whatever. But there's a lot of people in our circles that they can quote a lot of scripture, but they don't see any of them because they're living for themselves. So, so as we get into this series, guard your heart with that. And, and, and that's why we have to surround ourselves. Because here's the thing about pride and selfishness. It's very subtle. Very subtle. Many times you won't even see it. And what happens if, there's the, if you study pride in the Bible, which flows out of self-centeredness, the first thing that happens is a person is blind. So in other words, they don't see it. So in other words, they are walking through life with what, with what we would call a blind spot. You know, you don't ever want to go into a battle with a blind spot. Do you know there are people, there are Christians that are crying out to God, God, use me, I just have this, because they're sensing something in their heart. Why, decade after decade, I never can walk in what God has for me. And God's over here going, I can't, I'm, I've, I've not been able to move you to a place. you gotta, you got to get this out of your life and that out of your life. And, and how do you get something out of your life? Do you just get strong enough and get it out of your life? No. This is how you get something out of your life. Let's say this is, this is some, some thing that's really been eating my lunch. This is exactly how you do it. Okay, my wife will be Jesus, right? So, so I don't really know how to live without this. I don't even know how to do it, but here. I'm just giving it to you. And, and I'm trusting you that you're going you're gonna to strengthen me, you're going to help me, and, and then what happens, what, what happens if I, I, I'm like, you know, hey, hey, you know, let me just take that back, right? What happens? Does God get mad? No. No, God just keeps wooing you and bringing you to another place, and instead of beating yourself up, yeah, that's right, and just takes it again, right? But notice the Lord can't take it if I don't give it. But it, that's all it is. And here's the reality of your life as a Christian. God wants you to see everything clearly. There are people, and, and this is what's happening in society. There's people that are, they're doing okay. Man, they're, they're, they, they make enough money to pay their bills, they have a decent house, everything looks good, and they're just living their life. And what they don't realize is there's so many blind spots because they're not kingdom-minded and, and, they, and they'll stand before the Lord one day and, and he'll be like, okay, first of all, works. I, I don't see any of them. Gosh, there's really nothing to judge. Because you just live for yourself. So enter into your rest. Right? And, and they'll be saved and it'll be great. And after the millennial reign of Christ, their tears will be washed away. But wouldn't it be better to stand before Jesus, and man, all of a sudden your works are tried by fire. Notice I didn't say you, just your works, because you're not going to be judged, right? Because you, you've, already, you've already been judged through Jesus, right? So wouldn't it be nice to just have those works, and all of a sudden, man, and then here's, here's Jesus handing you a, a victor's crown, Which represents everything that God did through your life and he says well done You've been faithful here. Now. This is what you're going to do here Right, so it all gets back to Where are you at with this? I love you You know if you're sitting there and you're like man, why did we come to church today? This is designed not to condemn you because remember there's no condemnation to those that be in christ man i've messed up i've chosen wrong eyes wide open just i'm doing this right and god's mercy is so great it's new to you every morning just know he's waiting and i'm telling you the light from the word of god will literally come into your life and remove every blind spot But it comes as a result of, okay, I'm going to forget these things that are behind me, and I'm going to press. I I realize it's a press, because why is it a press? Because there's going to be demons, principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in, in high places that have no authority in your life, but they're going to press you to do what? to move you to the wide gate. That's why it's a press. So that's why when you press, you're like, in Jesus' name, I bind you, get out of my way, I'm doing this, right? And that's how you live. Amen? So repeat after me. Pastor, thank you. Thank you. I love you so much. Awesome. Now we could go on. Now I feel better about myself. Okay, here we go. Now it's good. No, this is designed to help you. And know this, God's not mad at you today. To be honest with you, the plan that God has for you, the minute you showed up, he, he calls it done. It's all done in his mind. You are a world overcomer, right? And he'll walk you into that. So let's go to Proverbs 29, verse 18. Hallelujah. I've toned it down this week. I've only got 18 pages of notes. And I just spent 23 minutes talking about that. Okay, here we go. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Foundational scripture in this series where there is no vision. And this Hebrew masculine noun literally means revelation, where there, it means divine communication. Where there is no vision, where there is no revelation. The people perish. The people perish. This Hebrew verb means the people let go of things. The people let loose, which exposes them, which, is, which literally makes them naked. Do you know when you're believing God for something, when you're walking through life and you're believing God for something, I'm believing God for my healing, right? Right? God wants to take His word and bring revelation knowledge to your heart and literally paint a picture on the inside where you see yourself well. If that doesn't happen, you will perish. What does that mean? You will let go. You'll let go of the healing, which will expose you and cause you to be naked. You're not, right? You're in a wrong place. Thank God, if you've ever done that, you could just pick it right back up. Vision is so important. It says, But he that keeps the law, happy is he. I love the Amplified Version. We went through this last week. It says, Where there is not, I'm sorry, where there is not vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. So, in other words, without a revelation, The people perish you have to see it to walk by faith you must have a revelation of his word you must see it right so we said this last week that vision is a function of your heart of your spirit in the same way that your sight is a function of your physical body you have spiritual vision you also have natural vision We are talking about spiritual vision where you see things that you can't see with your natural eye. The Bible says that's what we're to look at, right? Vision makes the unseen visible and the unknown possible. Vision. Vision, when revelation knowledge Comes to your heart of from the word of God what happens it will inspire you and motivate you See this is why it stinks ever learning and never seeing anything Because it's when you see and you're like wow God actually healed me He bore it. I don't have to God is my provider. Jesus was made poor so that I, through his poverty, might be made rich. Right? He was made sin with my sin so that I would be made the very righteousness of Almighty God in him. You have to see it. You have to see it with your eyes. Excuse me, I need a drink of water here. I always use these bottles, I never drink. Vision in other words will be the key For you to fulfill your life's purpose. It'll be the key You have to have vision and here's the thing you have the Holy Spirit of God on the inside of you That is motivated to open the Word of God to you and bring vision into your life He will paint the Word of God. He doesn't tell you things to come. He shows you things to come right if I say pink dog, you don't, you're not in your mind, you're not seeing P-I-N-K. No, you're 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 having an image of a pink dog. It's he shows you things. So God is placed within each person a vision that is designed to give you. Your purpose and your meaning in life. Why do many live their lives without putting God first? It's because they have no vision. Do you see how it's a downward cycle? God wants you to know that He has a purpose and a meaning for your life. He wants you to see it so that you're never moved by what you're seeing outside. Because you already know what his plan is. Vision enables you, in other words, now we went through this last week, we have to go through this again slowly. Vision enables you to see beyond your natural eyes so that you can live for the unseen. God's plan and purpose for your life, you can't see it. The Bible says that it hasn't even entered the mind of people it's not entered their mind the wonderful things that God has provided or, or has prepared for them that love him that's God's plan for your life so we said this last week where there is no vision there is no hope so if you don't if you're not seeing the word in your heart there's no hope there's no joyous confident expectation of things changing If you're sick, God wants to flood your spirit with a picture and a movie of you being in vibrant health. No longer going to any doctor, no longer taking any medicine, no more surgical procedures, free, strong, healed. But see, you take the word of God and and he will bring revelation of that. You can't fake that. He will see you. Or he'll cause you to see that you have more than enough money in the bank. You'll see yourself paying all your bills and having plenty left over and sowing large seeds into the kingdom of God and and all, you know, just being able to live a life like that. See, but if you're looking at your 25-year-old car that you're driving, you're never going to build that vision. If you're looking at, wow, you know, I'm on a fixed income or I'm on this or that, Whatever it is, you'll never see it, but I'm here to tell you the Word of God is living. It's full of life, it's full of Zoe life, and full of power, and it will literally reveal God's vision, His purpose, and His meaning for your life. Where there's no vision, there's no hope. But where there is vision, there is hope. And where there is hope, there is faith. Your faith gives substance to the things that you're hoping, right? And anytime time there's faith, there is substance and fulfillment. You will see it on the outside. So then we said this, talking about this sight. In 2 Corinthians 4.18, it says this, while we look at, or while we look not at the things that we can see, we look not at these things that we can see. And what that means, that word look, look not means to consider and compare. I'm not, looking, I'm not looking at anything on the outside and comparing it to what God has said to me. Right? See, I'm preaching. We went to two services with the COVID thing, right? And so now we've got a lot of room. We're all comfortable in here. That's great. But you know, I don't see empty chairs. Because I know God. I, I already see on the inside. I know they'll be filled because I already see it. Right? I, I, so that doesn't... See, a lot of pastors, they get frustrated. One pastor who pastored a successful church down in Tulsa, uh, he's retired and now his son is pastoring and he's traveling and ministering. Bob Yandian is his name. Uh, he, when he was having a pastor's conference... So they asked him a question, and they said, why, are, why do churches not grow? And without even thinking, he just goes, because preachers are preaching to the empty chairs. But when you walk with God, I can tell you. Now, do I naturally see? Yeah, but I'm not really seeing it. I'm not comparing it. I'm not considering it. Does that make sense? So if I have symptoms in my body... I'm not comparing and considering. No, I am literally, my eyes are fixed on what's going on in my spirit. I see myself, well, I see Jesus bearing it all on the cross so I don't have to. I see my children serving God and and my seed being mighty on the earth. Right? Does Does that make sense? I don't see where they are I see what I see on the inside. That's how I walk by faith. The Bible says things like we walk by faith and not by sight. This is exactly what this is saying. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. What are not seen? All the precious promises in the Word of God. For the things which are seen are temporal, Everything that you see is subject to change. That's what that Greek word means. But the things which are not seen are eternal. They are not subject to change. The fact that God always gives you the victory and always causes you to triumph, that is not up for discussion. It is not subject to change. You might have let go of it, but if you pick it up, you It's yours. And no demon in hell, Satan himself, cannot stop it. The only person that can stop you from fulfilling the plan of God, the only person that has more authority than, than that could stop it, the only one is you. Because God has given you a free will, and God will never drive you and force you to do something. It's just not who he is. But boy, he's a master wooer and he'll keep loving on you and keep wooing you. That's how come God doesn't get down on you for the mess you've created. Right? He doesn't get, he's just not about that. He's all about, come on. Forget all that. That's all paid for. Don't wallow in that nonsense. Come on. Right? This is what God's all about. This is so important. You've got to see it On the inside to walk by faith in other words you must see right so why did God give us his word he gave us his word to put vision in us so that we can see for one person a scripture will come up and it'll completely Reveal to them to start a business and do this. The same scripture in another person will prompt them to just live a life of prayer and do it. We don't know, but it will connect with whatever the plan is for you. So, in other words, that is not God's word to just all of us together, that is God's word to all of us together individually. Individually. What scripture will go off? in your your heart that will eradicate cancer from your body? I don't know, right? But there's enough power in Jesus wept to do that, right? We have Bible teachers that are talking about, oh, you know, they just, Lazarus died and Jesus went there And, and, and Jesus wept because he was so sad that Lazarus had died. You just, you're like, you literally have went to school for that many years and that's all you got out of that verse? No, Jesus was weeping because of the lack of faith. She's like, well, you know, I know Lazarus will be raised at the resurrection. Jesus is like, listen, I am the resurrection. Right? He didn't go, okay, Father, I'm begging you. Man, my, my whole ministry is on the line here. please raise Lazarus from the dead. No! Father, I thank you that you always hear me. Right? Right? We miss some of these things because we get into religion. Man, religion will bind you. But a relationship with God will make you free in every way. God wants us to see the vision that he has for us. Don't let... where your current lot in life is, where you grew up, where you came from, what you've done, mistakes you've made, your current financial or your current situation, don't let that define you. Get in the Word of God and let Him show you who you really are and the purpose that God really has for you, and He'll use His Word to do it. In other words, God's Word will not affect you at all until you see them. You must see, right? I'm going to read a couple verses in Matthew again from Matthew 13 like we did last week. Matthew chapter 13, verse 12. This is talking about the parable of the sower. The key to this parable, if you study the whole parable, we're not going to do that today, is he who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And he says in verse 12 of Matthew chapter 13, For whosoever hath, in other words, whoever has ears to hear, to him shall be given. And he shall have more abundance, but whosoever hath not, hath not ears to hear. Now we got to make sure we understand that. Who decides whether or not you have ears to hear? You do. I do, Right. From him shall be taken away even that he hath. Boy, be careful. Man, because you could go around, you could go around not doing the word, not doing the word for years, and everything could be okay, and then all of a sudden, I'm telling you, the world system catches up. Right? And then it'll be taken away even that which he hath. Verse 15, jump down to verse 15. Why Why did they see and not perceive? Why did they hear and not understand? Because they didn't have ears to hear. Why don't people have ears to hear? It's right here. For this people's heart is waxed gross. That, That Greek word waxed means their heart was thickened. Their heart was made callous and it was made dull. And this is where so many quote word of faith Christians are they watch hour after hour of Christian TV they come to church but they never see anything why because of maybe a wrong motive maybe an insecurity God wants you to come to him just humble you know how to be successful in life and in ministry be humble Be faithful and be teachable. And stay there. That hurts your flesh. That always makes your flesh uncomfortable. Your flesh wants nothing to do with that. But if you'll just do that, and here's the key, ask God to help you. Right? Because he helps you. This Greek word, it's talking about a process of change That takes place over a period of time it's it's a person who over time has made themselves dull and calloused and their ears are dull of hearing and their eyes they have closed less than any time they should see with their eyes hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted in other words should be turned around and brought back and I should heal them. Why are we saying this? Until you see it, you won't have it. And this year is all about God wants you to have it. He wants you to be a walking, living example of, of how He blesses people. He needs the church to do that. That is our witness. He will cause you to walk in a peace and being unmovable, and the world will notice that. Wow, I see what you're going through, but you're still full of joy. Why? Why? Well, I already know the end. Yeah, but they're saying this is bad. Yeah, but God says, this is what God says. He said he's already given me victory over this. But it sure doesn't look like it. Well, maybe not to you. But it looks completely like it to me. I'm just looking at something different. And the message is always, here's the witness. Forget evangelism explosion. Just start telling God what God's done for you. Right? And, and, and the fact that God will do it for everyone. You cannot possess more than you can see. See, faith and vision, they're inseparable. You cannot even have faith without a vision. And we said this, and I'll finish up with this from last week. Boy, the Lord was all over me. He's like, you go through this again because they've got to get this to go on. Your faith literally... Now remember, where does your faith come from? From revelation knowledge of the Word of God. You're meditating in the word you make a decision to put the word first and all of a sudden you're meditating in it You have it first place. You don't have to know how to do any of this But you put it first place and he's helping you and if you ever jump where it's not first place You jump right back in and put it first place revelation comes now You're starting to see some things on the inside and your faith which comes when you see will build a blueprint It'll build, a, it'll build a blueprint for your vision. So, so as an example, Edward, which is one of the owners of the company, pretty much runs the company that's putting the HVAC system in. When he was walking me around, he was saying, I can see this, and I don't even know if he knew what he was saying, but he, he's like, I, I see the plan, I could see this, it, Have you ever noticed when they're building a building, sometimes you'll walk and they'll have a big billboard and it'll show the building built, right? It'll show it built before it's built because you have to see it to build it. Everything in your life. When you were getting your MBA, right, one of your projects was to develop a company and when you were developing a company, you started seeing it and all of a sudden, oh my gosh, you know what, I'm going to start this company and now we see the company on the outside if you have no vision then there's no blueprint for your faith to produce anything does that make sense a blueprint it'll show you you'll see yourself walking in health walking in provision walking in peace you'll see your family restored you'll see your kids serving god You'll see you walking free from addiction and all this other stuff. So you meditate in God's Word and the Holy Spirit will paint God's vision for you as He brings revelation of His Word to your heart. Faith comes as a result of hearing, or you could say it this way, faith comes as a result of seeing what what that is on the inside of you that's where faith comes that's why when we talk about genuine faith we have people that literally go okay yeah it, if i just believe i receive i'll have and they could quote that scripture but they never lay hold of anything why because they never see it because because i don't have time come on, little pastor, come up here. I'm going to come up, just lay your hands on me and just eradicate everything in my life because I don't have time to be in the Word. And sometimes even if God moves and man does some powerful things in people's lives, if they leave here, I mean, I've had people come and I've laid hands on them and the power of God is just like, I'm like, wow, God, what are you doing? And we never see that person again. And three years later, they come back a mess. Why? Well, we all know. Because we've all been there, haven't we? So what should we be doing? Listen, you're hearing the word right now. You hear it. And then what do you do after that? You start meditating in it. What? What do you meditate in it? I don't know. Something will jump out at you if you're hungry. But if you're call it calloused and dull, this is what I do to keep myself free from this stuff. Every day, one of the first things I talk to the Lord about is, Lord, show me. Show me what I'm not seeing. Show me what I'm seeing wrong. Right? Just, I, I want I want to do right. I want to serve you. What am, is there anything in my life that is not Right? And man, it's amazing. All of a sudden, it's just right there. You're like, oh, yeah, wow. Knew that was there all along. Okay. And you just make that adjustment. It'll keep you fresh. You act, so you get revelation. Faith comes. God's painting a vision. And now what you do is you act on the faith of God that comes as a result of you hearing or seeing his word. Right? And what happens now, you act on it, you believe it, now you're speaking it, you're acting on it, and what will happen? And your faith, not you, will produce the vision on the inside of you. What is the victory that overcomes the world system? Your faith. Your faith is a servant. The word, see, faith Literally works with the Word of God the Word of God is what does everything what actually will heal your body What will heal it is is the Word of God coming through the channel of faith? So that's how it works So look at now with everything I've seen. Let's look at Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 you guys are you doing good? You're 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 looking real serious but I think that's hunger. So, uh, I, you know, that's cool. I'm telling you, as we get through this, you're going to get this. It'll change your life forever. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. God told Joshua how to, how to be successful in leading the children of Israel into the Promised Land. Look at what he said. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. To a New Testament believer, see, all Joshua has was a law. We have the whole Word of God, so you could read it this way. The Word of God is not ever to depart out of your mouth. The Word of God, if you'll meditate in it, I'm telling you, it'll never depart out of your mouth. So this this is the first thing. God's Word is always to be in your mouth. The Knox translation of Joshua 1.8, it literally says, let or allow God's word to govern your utterance. So in other words, when you get pressed, you allow the word of God to answer that. It is written, it is written. You're no longer talking your circumstances, you're speaking the word. And it says here, but you shall meditate therein, Therein, in what? In the Word of God, day and night, you'll meditate. This word means to mutter. It means to say over and over and over again. Do you know if you have disease working in your body, if there's a degeneration in your spine or your hips or your knees, do you know that works all the time? It's working all the time. Do you know Satan is talking all the time? He throws thoughts at you. He, he uses the world system to talk to you. I mean, if you really want to hear it, just turn on some of these media news channels. Man, I'm telling you, it's just, he is very committed to his message. And God is saying, listen, what you have is greater, but you have to meditate in my word. You have to meditate, because that's the only way that it'll, the Holy Spirit's able to open it up to you okay but you shall meditate mutter day and night why that you may observe to do all that is written therein that's vision and that's a little vague in the king james it would it literally read like this you'll meditate in it day and night you never let it depart out of your mouth so that you can observe yourself doing the word in other words, the word is still the one working. I'm telling you guys, all things are possible to him who believes. When, when I look out here at the crowd, what, what is God going to do with your life between now and the end of this church age? I'm telling you, you can't even fathom what that is. But I could tell you this. Your mind and your heart can't even see it. It's so glorious. But the Word will show it to you. It'll paint it on the inside of you, and you'll be so firmly persuaded because when God shows you something, it is so much greater than what you see on the outside. When God shows you who you really are, it will eradicate this self-image problem that has been there. You will no longer be the wounded. You'll no longer be the stupid. You'll no longer be the worthless. Right? You'll no longer be the failure. You will actually see. Because see, everything the enemy talks to you about is all a paper kingdom. It's deception. It's not real. Or I should say it this way. It's real, it's just not truth. And truth. Changes everything. It says here that you may observe to do according to all that's written therein. And then it says, and then you shall make your way prosperous. Isn't that amazing? God's word gives you the ability to make your way prosperous, right? We got all these young families. We got little babies as a parent. Man, we knew everything. We are both only children growing up, right, Jeanette and I. Her family stopped with perfection. My family stopped maybe for other reasons, but whatever, We, you know, we'd sit in restaurants and, man, babies are freaking out. And we're just going, what's wrong with those people? Can you just deal with it? (laughs) Then you have a baby. (laughs) Right? November 4th. Wow. Was it 1992? Sarah shows up on the scene. (laughs) To this day, when we go to a restaurant, if a baby's freaking out, it doesn't bother us at all. The only two thoughts we're thinking is, number one, Thank God it's not ours. And number two, Lord, please help that person. I just, I just, I just want them to enjoy their meal, you know, because it's tough, because meltdowns could be tough, right? You seem to know everything about it, but then you have this baby, okay, now I don't know, how, what am I going to do? And then about the time you figure it out, they change. You're like, what? Isn't it amazing that God could paint a picture on the inside of you? Like, I I keep looking at this little one. I get drawn to babies. It's a grandpa thing, maybe. But just knowing that that child will grow up serving God, knowing God. Seed will be mighty on the earth. In the midst of all the stuff that's around, doesn't matter, because I see on the inside and everything bows to God's word because everything the enemy says, you can see, and it's all subject to change. But everything God says, you can't see, and it's not subject to change. I love that. Then you'll make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Wow. See, meditating in God's Word, it causes you to see on the inside. So now, what happens is you start operating out of what you believe on the inside, you're no longer operating on what you're seeing on the outside. Right? So, so you're no longer... I mean, you're seeing that maybe I don't have enough money or my business is going this way, but what you see on the inside eclipses it, and you know that's, that's changing. That has to change. And God will change it. Every time. Right? Psalm 105 or Psalm 119 verse 105. You guys know this verse. His word is a lamp to my feet and it lights my path. His word does that. Psalm chapter 1 verse 1 through 3 gives us another picture of vision. It says blessed, which means empowered to prosper. This is Psalm 11. Blessed is the man that doesn't walk in the counsel This means the advice or the plan of the ungodly. If you know someone who does not, is not born again, you should never be asking them their advice. If you know somebody who's born again, but who is living an ungodly lifestyle, you should not be asking them for advice. I mean, you can, but it will be impossible for you to prosper. Nor stand in the way of sinners. So if you know somebody who does not know God and is living a life that misses the mark of what the Word says, don't stand in their way. This means don't stand in their conversation and their course of life. Don't look at them as this is the way I want to live my life. Or if you know a Christian who who says they're a Christian and who has an ungodly lifestyle and a lifestyle where they're missing the mark all the time, you don't want to surround yourself with your close, intimate friends with those people. Now, do you have those people in your life? Yeah, all day, every day. But they're not who I'm drawing from. Do you see that? You could, I have a lot of people who don't know the Lord, a lot of people who are Christians that are just living their own life, they just don't see some things yet. I, I talk to them and encourage them all the time, but they don't speak in my life. Does that make sense? Nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Now the scornful, I mean, just go to a restaurant today and just listen to what people around you are saying. Everybody's talking about everybody. Everybody. But I'm talking Christian, non-Christian, if somebody is scornful is a person who tells, who teaches others about others. Let me teach you about Pastor Tony. Run. Right? Let me, and, and literally, you can't prosper. Why is that? Because it will start to build a vision inside of your mind that will take you down a wrong way. But look at what it says. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, or the word of God. And in his law, or in his word, does he meditate day and night. Boy, that sounds familiar. This person, he's not in certain places, but he's meditating inside in the word of god and then it shows you what this person will be like outwardly but he's only this outwardly because of what he sees inwardly he will be like a tree planted by rivers of water in other words this person because he's meditating and delighting in the word he could be in poverty and in lack and very quickly the word will show him and now he will actually be like a tree who's getting more than enough provision from the inside no longer move from the outside now you're prosperous By rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season Everyone isn't it cool to know that God wants you While you're on this earth for this short period of time to yield all your fruit That's everyone who you are to reach for the Lord The Bible says if you'll meditate in the word you'll do it. Why? Because you'll have a vision on the inside of you. You won't be living for yourself. You'll be living for others Right, You'll be like a tree. Does any fruit that grows on any tree, is it for the tree? No. It's to bless others. So you got more than enough provision coming in, and what do you do? And you're just giving out. You yield all your fruit in your season. The Bible says, and in the midst of all that, your leaf won't wither. And then it says, and whatever you put your hand to, in the Hebrew language, will be brought to maturity. Not by you. You put your hand and God's blessing is on it, he will bring it to maturity. In other words, you and him are working together. That's a picture of vision. A picture of vision. Hallelujah. Man, I really want to get into Genesis, but I want to... I'm going to have to wait because I don't want to, if I jump into this, I will once again go too long. So you guys are just going to have to come back next week, right? I hope this is starting. I hope you're starting to understand some of these things, starting to see them so that you can embrace it in your life. God wants to give you a vision for your marriage He wants to give you a vision for your part in this local church that he's planted you in. God's placed all of you here so that God's vision for this church can go forward. And oh, will it bless your life. God wants you to have a vision not only for your marriage, your local church, your ministry. He wants you to have a vision for your parenting with your children, grandchildren. He wants you to have a vision For everything in your life, a big vision is that you live long on the earth and healthy. Sickness and disease free. Man, there's so much, you know, flu viruses going around. And now we've, you know, we've got other things of COVID and all this other stuff. And here's the deal. God has redeemed us from this. So what do we do? We got to meditate in his word. We got to meditate in his word. Psalm 91, no pestilence is going to come near my dwelling place. Right? Yeah, but man, I just, you know, i I got symptoms in my body. Then get them out. They don't have any right there. Yes, do what you need to do in the natural. Take supplements. Get enough sleep. Do that. But realize as you go throughout your day, your God has provided protection for you. And if you get COVID or if you get... Omnicron or whatever they're calling the last things, I don't even know. They're always Here's the deal, there will always be more. Don't get caught up in natural things than say and declare. If you have it, I will amend. I will not die, I'll live and declare the works of the Lord. And I will never get it again. Satan, you came across the line. I'm not letting you come across that line again. Right? So Lord, help me. What opened the door? Was I not walking in love? Am I missing some? Do I have some blind spots? Did that open the door? Or am I hitting on all cylinders and I just got attacked? Right? Because, you know, sickness could just be a result of just an attack, an illegal attack of the enemy. Poverty and lack. I'm going to get that out of my life. I am not going to ever look at my life based on me again. God has provided He is my provider. And the Bible says that the blessing of the Lord will make me rich. I didn't finish this off, but it says that literally, as you you press into the narrow gate, it it, it literally says it will bring you into the gate. In other words, as you make a decision to follow God with all of your heart, He will draw you in. He'll just draw you in. Because who is the gate? It's Jesus. And he loves you. And he's for you. And all this religious nonsense that's been preached, that's all lies. It's not in the word of God. And I know sometimes I'm not so popular for saying that. And I don't care. Because I'll stand for truth. Because truth is truth. It's not subject to change. So let God be true, but every man a liar. God has a future for you. A big future. He's got a big future for this church. The only difference between now and in the future with this church is we're going to preach this stuff louder. We're going to get better at it. The anointing will be greater. And it will bear more fruit. Amen.